0: Doing another podcast. Yes. Are you excited about that?
1: Oh, yes. This is Business Dad. How does Alexis Ohanian really feel about his dad? On this episode, Alexis speaks with his father, Chris Ohanian, about how to raise a child that is socially aware. Chris Ohanian was born to Armenian refugees and worked as a travel agent before starting his own agency when Alexis was in high school. In addition to Alexis, Chris has two grown stepdaughters.
0: This episode of Business Dad is brought to you by Adams. If you follow me on social, you know just how obsessed I am with these shoes. They're beautiful, simple, and they are so comfortable. I wear them every single day, and I do a lot of walking all over the world in them. And they come in quarter sizes. Adams are the first brand to ever do that. And they'll even let you keep the two individual shoes that fit best, even if they're different sizes. Because it turns out 60% of people have different sized feet. I did not know that. It turns out I wear a 14.75 on my left and a 14.5 on my right. And us big guys usually only get full size options over size 13. And now I've got two shoes that fit each foot perfectly. The lace situation has made this a must have for traveling. The laces are elastic, so you can slip them on and off without ever having to untie them. Makes TSA a breeze. And I've sent a handful of pairs to creatives that I admire. People who I know will appreciate the comfort and simple style on set. And the feedback has been insane. It's hard to switch back to your old shoes after spending a day on your feet and abs. And so, luckily for you, they're letting me offer $20 off. If you use the promo code BUSINESSDAD at checkout, that's BUSINESSDAD, one word, no spaces. And if you go to adams.com slash businessdad, you'll have everything you need. That's A T O M S dot com slash businessdad. You'll thank me later. Everyone told me or the last podcast uh, we did together was their favorite. Wow. Favorite one of the whole season. Nice to hear. And I assume that's not because of me, because I was in every episode, so it would have been, would have been because of you. Mm-hmm. So I figured if we're doing another podcast, it made sense to start with you. And in a lot of ways, it kind of inspired this podcast. Okay. Uh, it's called Business Dad. whole idea is to get, <laughs> to get men who are uh, at the top of their games in whatever industries... But who are also fathers, mm-hmm. and basically spend the entire time not talking about their professional lives, mm-hmm. uh, but talking about their 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 sort of balance or the ways they try to struggle to find balance with, between their professional and their and their personal, their family life, and and what it means to them. Um, I'm trying to learn tactics and tricks uh, to be better at finding that, trying to find that balance myself, mm-hmm. and I'm excited because I talk to. Even just reaching out to people, everyone's been super excited about it. Like they want, I think it's something that uh, if a woman, say in business or whatever it is, has a kid, um, when she comes back to work, it's like the number one question. How do you balance it? How are you dealing with it? And we as men rarely get asked that. Uh, And it turns out a lot of us actually really do care about family uh, and, and are relishing the chance to be able to talk about this stuff now. So uh, so, it's kind of cool, and I figured it would make sense to start off with you, given not only how well the last interview went, but also uh, because you're like the original business dad in my life. In your life, so so, I guess we can start there, and it's actually pretty appropriate. We went, we got our Christmas tree yesterday. Yes, uh, which is a, a post-Thanksgiving tradition of ours since yes. I've been a little kid. True. And uh, and I think that's probably a good place to start. So I'm I'm here home for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and and this was a tradition we had every year since we moved to Maryland out I, of the city. are you're,
1: you're right since '86.
0: Did we not have what do we do in New York? We'd go to
1: a green grocer to buy a Christmas uh, tree, you know, with pre-cut a yeah. month before from somewhere in New England, and right. you'd get it home, and once it was within. The apartment or house, yeah. and it hit the room temperature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a little rough. It, it didn't have a long lifespan.
0: But. Okay, all right. So when we moved down to Maryland. We started going to get these trees. Yes, cut our own. Um, there are these traditions that I remember growing up like this. That at the time, like, I, it's weird as a kid because you're like you're doing this thing that you know you're doing, and you do it every year, and. Like you find the weirdest things to remember or look forward to. Like okay. in my case, I talked about how just the for whatever reason, hot uh, apple cider
1: uh, that one farm
0: is like in my brain as yes. like that was a part. And I'm like I know I would, yes. I, we would scatter around for some trees. We <laughs> get me down there. We'd be sawing it uh, yes. with the bow saw, and then right. we'd collect a tree, bring it up, and have some hot cider. And it's right. such a like it's a few hours. It's a journey out into like more rural Maryland. It's a mm-hmm. trip back. I mean, there's, there's nothing grandiose about it. Like, it's a really simple ritual that we mm-hmm. did every single year. Yes. And it's lodged in my brain. Uh, why was this something that you felt important enough to do? To repeat each yeah, year, Yeah, every year.
1: Well, you know, we moved to Maryland from New York City in October mm-hmm. of 86. Mm-hmm. And so, in short order, within four or five, six weeks, it was time to get a Christmas tree. And... Once I realized you could go to these farms, cut your own, mm-hmm. and, and get a really substantial looking tree, much cheaper than what we were paying in New York City for trees mm-hmm. from a greengrocer, as I previously mentioned, might not have a long lifespan.
0: Yeah, this is a great deal. Yeah,
1: this was like, oh my God. It turned out a great deal. You're getting a great deal, yeah. true. And you're getting a really fresh tree that you've cut yourself. I was like, oh my God, you know, I know I'm living somewhere yeah. different than Manhattan or Brooklyn. Or Queens. Mm. So uh, it was just, and it was a fun outing, a little bit of an adventure.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, it just was very pleasing. And those first years, we went to a variety of farms. Some were small, some were much larger scale. And you mentioned the hot cider. Over the years, we started going to a farm uh, in Sykesville called Pine Valley. Mm-hmm. And it was a big operation with a really nice barn where you could buy snacks and the hot cider mm-hmm. after you cut your tree down and a baling machine, a shaking machine to get the needle oh, needles thanks. out. And it's just, yeah, I just found it to be a very, I I enjoy, I've always enjoyed the Christmas holiday for the most part, though, you know, Christmas can be a mixed bag of emotions with expectations, Mm. et cetera, particularly Mm. for children. And the getting of the tree, the setting it up, the trimming of it, Mm. I always thought was one of the more enjoyable aspects.
0: Surely there were times, though, when I was like, you were dragging me out of bed because I was sleeping in, and I was just this ungrateful kid, and you're like, we're doing this, Deal with and, it. And,
1: you know, other things perhaps, <laughs> not so much going out to get the tree that I'm okay. in recollections.
0: But are perhaps. were there, were, what were the things? Because, like, um, you got me involved pretty early in um, Tiger Cubs. Yes. And then Cub Scouts and then Boy Scouts. Correct. And we would do, you and, the, and Mr. Bryden were active. Uh, yes was it? very it was much scout uh tiger cub yeah was, leaders well, whatever well
1: we were yeah den leaders den
0: leaders there for, you go for
1: all of the cubs got that after that one year tiger cubs so yeah. I, you know that was like a second through fifth grade perhaps yeah. two three four five years. and
0: then i graduate and then you all i think just started going on the camping trips because you liked camping and drinking yes outdoors.
1: <laughs> camping outdoors, and that was Boy Scouts. Yeah, Boy Scouts, yeah. And and so we found that troop to join, and mm-hmm. um, and that was starting. God, when was that? More s- seventh grade? Mm-hmm. Should I can't remember but the transition. Why,
0: why did you want me to do that?
1: You know, it's funny. I was never involved in scouting myself, yeah. so I had no personal experience mm-hmm. at all. It just seemed like. Well, it started with, with Cub Scouts at, uh, at uh, Thunderhill Elementary, and, and there were parents who were involved and interested. It just seemed like, uh, you know, those kind of things are, you want to expose your child to, mm-hmm. and they're either going to enjoy them or they're not. If they're not, then it's short-lived. Yeah. If they're getting something out of it, enjoying themselves, mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. end, that whole scouting experience, I thought was so beneficial for you, being with a group of guys uh, growing up, Learning some, some, some good skills in socialization, mm-hmm. etc., I thought it was very beneficial. I remember, and I can't remember exactly, one summer uh, we signed you up for a, a camp over on the eastern shore.
0: Yeah, that the, was the Chesapeake Bay. Yeah, yeah. And, and you they put followed, you in a boat for a couple of weeks uh, yeah. for about 10 days. You yeah. followed a river yeah.
1: from its beginning to, to, the, to oh, the, where right it exited into the yeah. bay. And I remember there were certain activities. I guess it involved camping each night. Oh yeah. Fishing,
0: camping. And and
1: you were there. Were some kids that were not well versed, Mm -hmm. but you had that all down. You had Mm -hmm. done enough of that that you were very comfortable and enjoyed it. And so those things, those are experiences where you you, you learn life skills. And uh, so scouting it, and why did you you come along? Well, once you know, listen. The den meetings that we held, I guess, weekly Mr. Bryan's house in the basement were mm-hmm. great. And, and, God, we had to come up with a theme each week of activity. Boy Scouts, I was never a well, member. Wait,
0: let's go back to the yes. so, so every week, you and Mr. Bryan have to come up with an activity first yes. You've got, yes. like, what, a dozen kids, boys no, who are how old? Eight, eight, eight boys. boys.
1: And that started, and I forget whether it started first or second grade. Yeah.
0: Through fifth grade, sixth, and you got to kind of occupy them for oh my couple God. Hours, like, once no, a couple hours. No, about an hour and then okay. be a
1: snack, hour, hour and a half, maybe. Yeah.
0: Tension like, spans, not that long. Oh my gosh, yeah. Why and would you put yourself for what sounds like hell? Well, oh,
1: because it was, <laughs> it, 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 no, it was meaningful. And it, you know, the wind up, uh, in respect to when you have a child or children and etc is particularly not as much so when I was growing up. But you know my generation, the baby boomers in turn had children, is to get them involved in, in athletics mm-hmm. and extracurricular and and scouting or music, whatever it is, expose them to a lot of activities, so there's less idle time, et cetera mm. and they do meaningful stuff
0: but but why why would you want to do that because you're I work, you're, the already, right thing. you're working long nights. Or you're working uh, long days, Days. and then it's like, oh, right, i got to go figure out this tiger. Because, you know,
1: once you assume the role of a parent, Mm -hmm. that's what you should be doing. And, uh, you know, simple as that. That's what, you know, the the expectation of what um, you're going to get out of it, what you want your child to experience. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, that will be beneficial to them as they grow up Mm -hmm. and become adults someday.
0: Do you feel like... 'Cause so and and early on, uh mom was uh stay at home yes, me, the first few years. And then yes. working different jobs and then I got yes. the pharmacy tech position, Correct. I think, right? And, and then working night nights. Yes. And so how for you how how were you all able to make that balance? How was it? Because for a while, I mean for I think the the, the entirety of childhood, like you were the breadwinner.
1: Yeah, for the first maybe three or four years. Sole. Three or four years, so and then mom started working part time, it was incremental yeah. work.
0: But even uh, like as a ratio, mm-hmm. you had to do a disproportionate amount of the work, like time wise. Uh, yeah, but you know, mom's days yourself. were full doing activities with you. For sure.
1: So it was all balanced that way.
0: Um And did you ever like how when there were nights or days when you were just swamped because this is even before you started the travel agency, right? When you were just you yeah, were working yeah, because you know I didn't open for my own else.
1: until you were in high school. Please. Yeah,
0: and so were there ever times when you'd have to, you know, you'd 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 spend those long days at work or that long week at mm-hmm. work and just be so burnt out and so just over mm-hmm. it, um, and and then the weekend came and was the like. What did, the, what did those weekends represent to you as someone who was, who was really grinding Monday through yeah, Friday? Yeah, well, you
1: know, we, we all look forward to for, weekends, those of us that work a five-day week.
0: For sure. To, to uh,
1: downtime and yeah. et cetera. But again, when you have a family and you have a child and or children, mm-hmm. the expectations of there's going to be all kinds of things going on, things that you're running your kid to, things mm-hmm. you're involved in directly. And... You know, it comes down to either, you're either involved in that stuff or you're not. Mm -hmm. And there are some parents who are not able to, maybe because of their work Mm -hmm. situation and they're working two jobs or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. But if you only work a 40 to 50 hour work week, Mm -hmm. then you are able to fulfill uh, those obligations and and make your kid's life more meaningful. Mm -hmm. And that's important. Sure.
0: And uh, when you would – that's funny. Okay. So now from my perspective, I always associated – I knew, especially when it – like, okay. So like fall was particularly memorable because you had football season and then you also had a whole new slew of chores involving like leaves and branches and debris. Oh, yes. Yeah, true. True. And when, <laughs> yes, leave, <so>. uh, <laughs> and so whether it was raking leaves or mm-hmm. doing this stuff, like doing chores with me on the weekends, mm-hmm. I mean, on one hand, I get it now as a parent, like I can't wait for Olympia to be able to do chores just to be able sure. to do work mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> also just yeah. for me. Yes. Yeah, don't know. <laughs> uh, and I know it teaches good skills, but it of also course. feels satisfying. Yes. What was the thinking behind, cause I very distinctly remember mm-hmm. Sundays, having to do chores in like have breakfast and then do chores in the morning. Okay. And then the, the sort of mental goal of, well, 1 PM is kickoff and that's when, that's when you take the boots off. That's when you're getting comfortable relaxing. Was there any thinking behind that of like sort of,
1: Accomplish these like accomplish then, accomplish and things, and
0: then here's the payoff. Yeah, and
1: yeah, probably so. You know, that's it's funny you should mention it. Yeah, I mm-hmm. guess without consciously, you know, you get your chores, your things out of the way that you need to, and that ends up being true your whole life. Yeah, no matter whether you're five or six years old or mm-hmm. sixty-five years old, these things mm-hmm. you need to take care of, so then you can kick back mm-hmm. and have fun and enjoy and yeah, and and uh, one o'clock on a Sunday. Oh my gosh, yeah, let's mm-hmm. the TV needs to be Everything on. Everything stopped. And everything stops. And, and in our case, it was the Washington Redskins mm-hmm. and football and mm-hmm. other NFL teams and mm-hmm. all of them, really. To And, yeah, you know, that's – it's like anything. And, and, you know, whether I exactly grew up that way or not, uh, in respect specifically, it wasn't mm-hmm. jumping by the seat watching the sports because Grandpa yeah, it was,
0: was – I think it was very different the way you did
1: Yeah, Grandpa was, was never really a sports fan per yeah. se. But still, the expectation of doing chores and then you can – do
0: your own thing and Mm -hmm. and not uh, you know once you've accomplished those tasks thinking about it now because that's how it registered to me because there were Mm -hmm. plenty of mornings when I really didn't want to do them
1: of course Uh. and and like
0: most kids
1: (laughs) you know it's so funny with children because early on there's a stage when they're like two three four Mm -hmm. and certain quote-unquote tasks like sweeping a floor mm. or oh. olympia loves cleaning yes. up right now and and you did the same thing yeah. where we were really? living in that row house in, in ridgewood yeah. and you get out there with the broom on the sidewalk it was hysterical really you had to push the broom and you thought it was fun wow kids think it's fun yeah i really then, switched when then maybe five six <laughs> seven it starts yeah. to turn and then it's like
0: oh this is work it's okay a and so is that because you think the perception of it changes? Like they finally are aware enough to realize this is not fun?
1: Yeah, or... well, sure. Yeah, and the parent's saying, I want you to do X, Y, Z. And yeah. then the kid's like, oh, I'm not really in the mood. I don't want to. You know, no, no, no. I told you to do it. And that, that sort of back and forth. And it's, that's pretty natural.
0: So, But is there like an opportunity there for there to be like – so if the natural instinct is not to hate it, is there mm-hmm. an opportunity there to help a child – I mean, I'd never say, like, love chores, mm-hmm. but, but but maybe not hate it as much.
1: I don't know. It's a good question. I, gonna, gonna, I want to experiment yeah. with Olympia. Yeah, I don't know, Alexis. I don't know if that's mm. possible. Maybe, perhaps.
0: Mm. Because what's the – because, right, I guess as a little kid, part of it, I'm assuming, is just feeling like you're an adult or feeling empowered must mm-hmm. feel good when you're helpless. Like when you're a toddler, right? Yes. You can't do anything. You can barely mm-hmm, communicate. Mm-hmm. So, like, doing a thing that an adult is doing – just looks or probably feels like I'm an adult. I'm powerful. Yeah. I have some. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. you're right. I, You know, again, I have not yeah. taught it through, but all these things, I remember that same house in Queens mm. where we, uh, we kind of had to do a makeover when we decided we were going to move and sell the house. Mm-hmm. And we had to paint all the rooms. And, you know, you were involved. You know, kids at that, that age like painting, yes, yeah, laughing yeah. it and, and not doing the best job, but in, wow. in,
0: enjoying it. That's brutal. And yeah.
1: then, you know, a few years later, if you say, I want you to paint this room, it's like, oh, my God.
0: I hey, just didn't want to. No. Another distinctive childhood memory I <laughs> yes. have is uh, going to uh, liquor stores. Hold on. Yes, to to pick up their uh, boxes, Boxes, empty boxes, long before the age of recycling. I assume those things get recycled now. I don't know that maybe you still can't with some liquor stores.
1: A lot of them just compact them because Uh, there's money to be made in corrugated corrugated cardboard cardboard. once it's been used. There you go. Uh, But you know, growing up, always Mm -hmm. where was the place where you could consistently get Mm -hmm. cardboard
0: boxes? Liquor stores. Go to the liquor store. Liquor stores boxes.
1: Now people buy these nice plastic containers. When I was Mm -hmm. a kid, you just got cardboard boxes and put your stuff in there that you weren't using and supermarkets tend to always compact they're hard to get Mm. them and now Mm. you couldn't uh but a liquor store is consistently the sizes are about right Mm -hmm. um not too big that way if you put heavy stuff in them (laughs) sometimes they're a little smallish but uh it's very practical
0: and and i remember going to these things with you and uh and then in particular, like, things that you would build out of this cardboard, whether it was, like, Halloween costumes mm-hmm. oh. or my Casey Jr. train. Um, All kinds It was of, a full, yes. it was a train. Like, I could get yes. inside yeah, of the train. Yeah, I know. Yeah,
1: we got those actually from a supermarket because oh, they were okay. larger. That's so funny. boxes, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, that's kind of a neat idea, you know, that recycle concept. Yeah. So, the, the Corrugated cardboard is beautiful material, mm-hmm. and you can again with Mister Bryden. Oh my God, how much corrugated cardboard! Corrugated cardboard, and glue gun.
0: gun. There you go, and, and you can your keep life.
1: kids busy to, and be really yeah. creative.
0: And as a I remember, Ow. as a young boy, really enjoying putting the hot glue oh, on my fingers, fingers and then feeling it, it hard off after uh, it gets hard. It's uh, stupid, but yeah, kids yeah. enjoy. It's just, like, it's. it feels just adult enough, but it's still safe enough for, like, yes. a dumb six-year-old yes. like myself so to funny. be, like, ah. Um, true, true.
1: You know, one anecdote, huh. yeah. this is my childhood, is, and it becomes less and low as habits change, mm-hmm. less and less true, I should say, is I used to go with the grandpa in, in Milburg or San Mateo to a, a tobacco store, mm-hmm. and he would get empty cigar boxes, because they went through mm-hmm. enough sales yeah. of independent cigars. Huh. And those cigar boxes were waste, and they're mm-hmm. beautiful boxes. Yeah. And and he and I were into stamp collecting, and that was perfect for stamp storage. What a nerd! And you I, were into stamp collecting? Yeah, we had a neighbor that was a, a stamp collector. Had a shop. I love and it. I got an album, and and it was a you know thing. Do you to still
0: do. have your stamps, Dad?
1: Uh, I do. Yeah.
0: Dude, that's a le- that could be a legit. I mean, I don't know what the market yeah. no, is. No, I, right I doubt. Now, but... I doubt. But yeah, yeah. so. Uh,
1: Cigar boxes. Nice. I had no idea that is a the collector.: Yeah, it was
0: fun, you know, for a few years. Yeah. Uh, it was very nice. Uh, yes. Oh, actually, so that reminds me. I think you told me they still make them. Um, what's the Italian company, the stickers. Oh, the, the yes, yes, sticker yes. Books, yeah. The NFL Sticker Books Panini. Yes. That's a sandwich. And they, yeah, like the same, the same spelling. Okay.
1: And they still exist. Yeah. And it was so cool. Well, describe it, right?
0: Because they're they're like magazines, but you'd get stickers that kind of look like trading cards. Yeah. And 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 these random cards, like, you know, that were
1: stickers. Yeah. And at the end of the season, we would sometimes write away Mm -hmm. to Panini Mm -hmm. for the ones we never got to fill the book are you serious you could order specific cards that you were never successful at. and you would write a letter to get them yes and it worked oh yeah wow and probably nothing close a check yeah. oh yeah and that was great <laughs> because trading cards for real young kids four or five six is kind of a mixed bag mm, a sticker, sticker trading card Love is stickers. a winner yeah it's huge and and uh, we still have them somewhere and i remember like 89 90 91 mm. those books classic with, with the different teams, and oh my gosh, that and was fun.
0: It was it was selfish in a way that you also loved. You loved football, and you were sharing oh, something yes. you loved. with Yeah, me. so that
1: we could share. Well, that's that's what you look for with with your child. But then is to find do, some mutual enjoyment.
0: And then too. what do you do when your kid is uh, is into something that you're not into at all? Well, <laughs> you try to understand as best you can, but sometimes
1: it's you know. But you know, you just you wing it. You know, but that tends to happen more. As they get older,
0: sure. Middle school, yeah. You know, high well, school. I, I still remember you stepping in to coach our soccer team in For first years. grade, kindergarten. Yeah, K-1, grade? K one, yeah. K
1: one, two. Yeah, that
0: was that was rough because I was clueless about the rules of the sport. Oh yeah, yeah you were telling kids to go out there and start tackling I and, know. Yeah. yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. That was. I gave two years of time and then it
1: was like, oh my god, I can't do this. Yeah. I just whatever, and then of course dealing with parents could be a real pain.
0: So, but, even in kindergarten. And this is not like, yes, this is not yes. West Texas football. I mean, no, this was suburban no. oh, Maryland yeah. Yeah, that soccer. And it does
1: not matter. Sports, uh.
0: children is okay. Parents, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Kindergarten, first grade. Oh. Can we get some of that tea? What's the story? You got any anecdotes? Well, you know, there was the one famous episode where I went off
1: on uh, that fella who was, he was not the father of the, the, the twins. He was the boyfriend of the mother. And he was vocally suggesting certain things about how we should play kids. And it really crossed the line. And and I got in his face. Unfortunately, I went off. Yeah. But it happens.
0: You know, I get it. I totally get it. I I am awed by the fact that we're talking about what was going down First grade issue. It was. Soccer.
1: It couldn't have been more. Than, if I was still coaching, grade, it couldn't have been what yeah. second, maybe second grade. Yeah. Still, these are young kids. Kid, they saying. don't at this point, yeah, right? They're just he, running around. Like it's as not. Long as they're running in the right yeah. direction.
0: Yeah. And
1: yeah. Anyhow, and anyhow, but yeah. So that's that's a memory.
0: Another, you know, another ritual that definitely carried um, through to me that I do already for Olympia and Serena is yes. uh, is uh, a pancake breakfast mm. on usually Sundays. Okay. Good. But but that's like a thing, and I know that was something that you you did. Yes. Did Grandpa do that too?
1: Yes, yeah. Grandpa was good with breakfast. Yeah. Grandpa did pancakes. Absolutely. He also one so this point, is an
0: O'Hanian yeah man tradition.
1: It. Yes, he yeah. also
0: made crepes. Wow!
1: And that was that wow. was that was a I love a good crepe. But to that's find not easy. Batter yeah. to find the technique, which is, and he executed mm. that. But pancakes was his one of his specialties, and mm. I like that I. You know, carried on with that tradition yeah. as far as the O'hanian
0: family. Why? Why was that? What is that important?
1: Because it just—it's you know, I enjoyed doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, the three of us would have breakfast together mm-hmm. on either Saturday, Sunday morning. You know, weekday mornings—that's not going to happen. It's slam dash boom no. out the door because you'd
0: be out the door pretty quick, pretty early. Yeah, isn't?
1: fairly early. So right. you know, but it's, and it's not the environment. It's the, you may actually be sitting at the same table. Uh, wolfing down cereal, perhaps on a weekday morning, but it does not compare to leisurely making breakfast on the weekend mm-hmm. and having a little bit of conversation uh, with your spouse and your mm-hmm. kid or children. And uh, yeah, it's very satisfying.
0: I think we 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 dug into this briefly uh, the last time we spoke for a podcast, but I, the, the the other part that I really want to I really want to understand mm-hmm. is you always feel like you're making these. These trade-offs mm-hmm. and especially once you started the travel agency because yeah. then you're an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. then every minute you're putting into your work you're adding value to the organization you're adding value back to yourself right? because mm-hmm. you own it and and so it becomes extra hard or it's an extra challenge I think to start to balance career and family because you can make the case. It's not like when mm-hmm. you're working for someone else, you can kind of you can shut off your brain in a way because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you're like I'm off the clock. Yes, I'm mm-hmm. I'm 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 doing my family thing mm-hmm. now. Whereas as an entrepreneur, that switch never really shuts off, mm-hmm. and so you're always feeling, I think, some level of of maybe not anxiety, but but some level of the trade-offs. You're always mm-hmm. making a calculation of the trade-offs So the investment right. in, in business. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about business. We're being present and with family. Sure. How. Are, are there specific moments you can think of struggling with that and trade offs you made and, and yeah, maybe once you happy I mean, with or not?
1: Yeah, you know, I was fortunate because when I opened the business October of '98, mm-hmm. you were, I don't know, what second year of high
0: school? 15. So, yeah, probably freshman, yeah, sophomore. Yeah, sophomore.
1: Now, he graduated 01. '01. So, '98, '99. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And so. You were older, which was good. Mm-hmm. And um, and I knew initially because I, I was not able to take a vacation day f- for just over two years after mm-hmm. I started. So, you know, but weekends I was home, thank goodness. It was just yeah. a Monday through Friday involvement. But it was, you know, long weeks. But, um, you know, you make that decision. I remember a family trip we did out west to see Grandpa and Grandma Grace. Just before I started the business, mm-hmm. and thinking that you know there'd be a, a gap before we might do any kind of family trip again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, you know this opportunity that I had to go into business for myself was was too good to turn down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 in the end, it, it proved to be very worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And so you just you balance things. Yeah, you still find time. I remember. Um, you, know, you think about finding time for things it must have been just before just before oh, so 98 October it was earlier in 98 i took a familiar fam trip familiarization trip with a bunch of other travel agents mm-hmm. to china we and we, yeah. we went to
0: beijing for a week we brought me back uh, those meditation balls yes, yes
1: yeah and uh um and so i came back
0: mm-hmm. and we
1: you were in boy scouts and there was a weekly i want to say thursday night meeting mm-hmm. uh, camping trip was once a month but yep. anyhow I returned from China that afternoon and there was that weekly meeting that I attended sort of at the beginning at the end I wasn't mm-hmm. really a participant mm-hmm. and I just come off however long the flight that was from Beijing I don't know 18 mm-hmm. hours whatever mm-hmm. connecting through Detroit on Northwest at the time oh. and it was like, yeah, that's okay. That's a commitment. That's you know, I mm. well, if I can't handle that, then who am I you know? Yeah, you might be a little tired, but it's no big deal. So you do these things, you know, and and mm-hmm. it's uh, satisfying in the end that you're able to follow through on a commitment.
0: And and during that two year period, that's interesting because that's also the exact. I think that's basically the time too. I really started to get into web development and oh, programming and okay, computers. Okay. And so during this time. Did you ever like how? How did you deal with that? And what were the conversations like with mom? And like,
1: well, I mean, it she was it "ride or die." Yes, yeah. I mean, so there wasn't like you just you know you managed it. Mm-hmm. You know, you divide up responsibilities. Mm-hmm. It just it worked without consciously. You know, you just you do it. You know, once you've made a decision. You um, know, everybody's different that way. But once mm-hmm. you decided, oh, this is what we're going to do, and, mm-hmm. and, it, and it and it all flowed.
0: Because she was working well, two weeks on, two weeks off, one week on um, on was, the night shift. Bear with me. Yeah. Seven days on. Okay, seven days on.
1: Seven days off. Seven off. Yeah, it was oh, a, it was a working night schedule. Yes, yes. She it was it was a ten hour shift, so it was mm. seventy hours through, okay. and then off a week, where she, then she'd reverse her sleep schedule. Right.
0: Which was a trip. Yeah, that was hard. I mean, hard. physically, it's a yes. lot. Yes, it was. Um, and, uh, and, and I mean, y'all just made it work.
1: Of course. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And, and of course, you know, we had friends, peers that were doing similar, you mm-hmm. know, and everybody was doing their best to make that all work. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, all the parents of your yeah. buddies and friends there in Columbia yeah. um, and everybody else that I knew, um, that's, that's what you strive for.
0: Were there things that you carved out early that you wanted to be like father son traditions or like, like, um, so I think about it now, Olympia is still too young, but like yes. daddy daughter time and yes. wanting to have specific rituals where it's just the two of us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did God. you ever make a conscious effort for, for any of that stuff?
1: Not a whole lot of yeah. I mean, a lot of it was the three of us. Sure. And it was only because mm-hmm. if mom was working or sleeping mm-hmm. from work that it was you and I. And it's just mm-hmm. hard for me. Even those, you know, a couple times a year we'd go out camping to Assatee. But it tended sure. to be a three. Occasionally you and I, just the two of us and mm-hmm. Max. Um, but Max was our dog. True. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think offhand. Because
0: um, we never, we didn't go fishing no, until we were no, older.
1: No, no, and then you did the charters. We which a couple great, little But boats. no, we didn't have that. God, Alexa, you know, I wasn't, it's not like I had personally mm-hmm. a lot of quote unquote hobbies or interest mm-hmm. things. It was football. Football as a, as a spectator. Um, and we weren't going to games ourselves right. until towards the end of your high
0: school mm-hmm.
1: um, in the late 90s
0: what were the what was the thinking behind all of the family road trips
1: oh yeah then you know the weekend getaways yeah, in all particular
0: yeah saturday
1: just cuz you know i always enjoyed and where we lived lent itself within maryland down to virginia would always be a wealth of just you know, neat towns,
0: Civil mm. War sites. Yeah. We saw a yeah. lot of the American South. Yeah. I mean, and, and, a and lot. lot. And, and, By car. Know,
1: <laughs> yes, road trip, family road trips in the summer yeah. down to the
0: Carolinas, coastal yes. or the mountains. Mellow Yellows at the motels. Yeah, that's One right. of my favorite vending like machine exercises.
1: Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, road trips, you know, I always... I thought was very satisfying. Mom had grown up with a lot of road trips in Germany, Austria as a child. So that was mm-hmm. all good with her as well. Huh. And, uh, you know, that's a simple thing that families can do. Inexpensive, simple, in the family car, plotting out something. You had real maps. There were physical maps yeah, to direct you back right then. Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, every March we would go down to uh, Stanton, Virginia. The maple syrup thing? Yes, the Highland Festival with maple syrup. And Who does that? It was great. How did you hear about the the Stanton? Yeah, it Highland was just pure Maple luck. Festival. It was pure luck that, you know, we had finished our first year in Maryland. It was springtime, you know, and it's yeah. coming March after a winter of being kind of cooped up a lot and you know, you get cabin fever. We need to go do some.
0: Yeah. And Maple Festival. Us,
1: yes. I booked us two rooms at a hotel in Stanton, down mm-hmm. in the Shenandoah. And somehow I stumbled upon this Maple Festival. Highland County's the county that butts up to West Virginia going west of Stanton. Damn. Very hilly
0: small. Oh, yeah. I think everyone listening obviously knows Highland County. Yeah. Right. right?
1: <laughs> and it was just an enjoyable yeah. weekend. Great country
0: morning breakfast. Yeah.
1: Uh, and then go get maple syrup and everything related to that and and good eats and, and just driving around and and the pretty mountain scenery. Yeah. Yes. That what, was a tradition.
0: What kind of an effect or what was I mean this was just Really, you and Mom wanted to get out of the house. Yeah. It was affordable. A it was fun. Yeah,
1: well, a weekend of family. I fun, remember. I guess.
0: What was the super long trip we did where I got a little, like, surprise yes. every morning? Yeah, Mom planned it. That was when, that was shortly after we moved to Maryland. So that would have mm-hmm. been spring
1: of 87. And Grandpa offered us like a four. Buick. Yes. Uh, that they were, they got a new Regal, Buick,
0: Regal.
1: Regal. Regal. And so we flew out to LA, spent a few days with them, and then we drove the Buick back to Maryland. And I think it took five or six days cross country. And uh, you were in the backseat booster chair. Good lord! And mom had a surprise wrapped up toy package for each day. Yeah. So.
0: For whatever reason, that man and I don't know if this is because I genuinely remember it or because you all reminded me of the story as oh, I got older. Probably Maybe a little both combination. But and, and so
1: yeah, and that that made the road
0: trip really manageable. Between that and four-year-old in the and back, of cross country five days like that could get hairy.
1: Yeah, and you were good. You were. Wasn't that, was that was a I, like a pretty wild kid running around and stuff? You were high energy. High know. energy, yeah. Yes. Between that and Happy Meals from McDonald's, yeah, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: you were in the back. You had the whole back seat to yourself. Mom and I front, and we drove across the United States, which was, which was, which was great.
0: Memorable. Do you- it was good. Do you have uh, one or two other things that really stand out for you about fatherhood that are some of your proudest moments? Oh god. Oh pressure dad.
1: Yeah, I mean well no, you know, listen, all these holding things holding your
0: granddaughter, yes, right? Well, we got like, oh, well, there are more recently, photos, oh more gosh. photos of her now here yes, uh, yes. than me, which yeah, is Olympia, probably yeah, uh, it's junior. To be. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah, it's funny.
1: Part of becoming a grandparent, you know, you're not quite sure what that's all about and it's, okay, it'll be quote-unquote nice. Mm-hmm. Then you start to have friends mm-hmm. becoming grandparents. Mm-hmm. And you go, "Oh wow, okay. Then when it happens to you, then it's it's uh, it's wonderful the realization of what it involves, and then it's like oh this is really great. It's a, a, some of it's reliving being a parent, right. but a completely different role, mm. and uh, it's just uh, so enjoyable. It's, it's it's funny to explain, and I think you don't fully appreciate until you become a grandparent, and then mm. you go like wow this is great. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And sure. so, so that's definitely on the list. Are there any other moments in particular that you're proud of? Uh, no, I don't want to hear you just talk about why you're proud of me, but like no, of yourself. Are, are there moments no, where you're just like. I
1: just, you know, I, you know, I never considered myself to I, be. Because I, uh, I
0: did not turn out terribly.
1: No, you, turn so out, at a minimum, you turned out darn well. You, can feel, so,
0: you should, you should yeah. be able to feel at least somewhat proud about the yeah, job you did. Yeah, uh,
1: you know, that's what you hope for. Yeah. You know, as a parent, you do the best you can it doesn't always ensure that things are gonna turn out well. Sure. Um, so that's, you know, the expectation is you want things that turn out well for your child, obviously, mm-hmm. you do the best you can. I never thought of myself as some great parent, quote unquote, I mm-hmm. just, I tried to do a good job. End of story, and, mm-hmm. and I'm obviously very happy for you, and now your family, mm-hmm. that's the other issue as is you get older as a person, and if you have children, is that they find somebody to share their life with, mm-hmm. and, and if they decide to, have you were a family,
0: worried. You were worried about me <laughs> being alone forever. No, thanks, Dad. No, no. <laughs> yeah, so. And to your credit, you never like ever pressured me about having children because no. you see that sto- You see that trope, and maybe it's more so that, that okay. women are subjective. We see that yes. trope in media okay. of like, give us a grandkid. Yeah, Where's the yeah. grandkid? I mean, and that
1: stuff's also the pressures that Sunday's parents. And, never and, once did yeah. I hear it or
0: feel it well and I don't think
1: I don't think we put too much pressure on you when mm-hmm. you went to college you were going to college that was great yes but it wasn't like oh you need to think about this major <laughs> no, no that not. wasn't where it was it's just go mm-hmm. and, and do hard work and, mm-hmm. and it'll You'll find yourself.
0: You still remember uh, me telling you, pitching you, I'm not going to college so that instead I could go be a waiter in you New mean, York. You mentioned that. I mean, it I was something I will never passing. forget that dinner at Serpaza. I don't know why. It is it is lodged in my brain, hmm. but I was doing such a good job at Pizza Hut serving that Tony, okay. my manager, okay. was like, you know what, Alexis, you're doing a hell of a job. Yes. I think you can make a lot of money working at a really nice restaurant Mm-mm-mm. up in New York. Yes. I can make some introductions. Oh my you know, God. maybe you should. Yeah, do I, And in my head, I just thought, "Wow, okay, yeah, like maybe." That's funny. I've, I, I'm dying to get back to the city. Yes, yes right. Yes. This would be a direct path back to New York. Right, right, right. And I like this. I, I do. I get good money, and I, mm-hmm. I like what I'm doing. So, like, maybe. And I remember going. We were at Strapazza. Yeah,
1: yes. Our local dinner. Italian
0: place. Yes. And I remember pitching you and Mom about it, and and to your credit, both of you were pretty stoic about it, and and. Uh, Mom always, obviously, like More positive. super positive. Yes, and you told me yes. to build a budget. You were like, well, oh, "Why don't you think through okay. what that's going to look like uh, uh, of, okay. of like a budget for cost of living in New yes, York City because yes, yes. it's an expensive place right, to live." Right, right. And uh, fortunately, this was a fleeting thing. Yeah, right? thanks. I still- <laughs> but uh, to your credit, it wasn't at least the what I what I took away from it was not obvious recoiling or or trying to act as though you knew better, mm-hmm. which you did <laughs> mm-hmm. and which, what you knew was objectively the sort of better advice to mm-hmm. give, but finding a way to help me arrive at it mm-hmm. myself. And this is the thing yeah. that I'm like right now it's easy. Cause Olympia is a toddler. And so mm-hmm. I can tell her what the rules are and yeah, I'm sure. like, uh, you know, the Supreme overlord. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she'll mm-hmm. just listen. But at some point I'm, I'm, thinking about those scenarios where right. I obviously want what's best for my child. I yes. obviously want right. to give advice to help save them time mm-hmm. or struggle mm-hmm. or pain right, right, right. based on my life experiences. Right. And, and then how do you draw, how do you know when to kind of hold back?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that because can be, that can be hard.
0: Like, you and you're sitting there and you're just like, Oh my God, like I know the right answer. The right answer yes, is yes, yes, continue yes, yes. on your path right now. Right. So, so what, I don't know if you remember that specific moment of what no, was going through your head, I but, don't. To be honest with you. But, but generally, but, how? I mean, right? Because you, at the same time, though, I knew the stories of uh, Shoney's in your. Oh teens, yes, yes, yes. Right before was, you went to college, or yes, after? Yes, yeah, yeah. that
1: was after my first trip. So I was like 19 years yeah. old. I worked as a waiter. So You were
0: working as a waiter in yeah, the Shoney's I that, and it the was hustle. A, a temporary. No, I feel you. I think, yes, but th- but there were. So you knew firsthand, mm-hmm. like really firsthand, what it was going to mean choosing that option. Sure. And Well, it's like anything. You, you know. weren't just like. Yes.
1: A kid <laughs> can tell you something. In this case, you're a teenager. And mm-hmm. I, I don't remember it that well. I remember when you worked at Pizza. That was a mm-hmm. good job. Great job. You know, for a kid, teenager. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they'll come up with something. And, you, you know, you certainly, your response, you could a parent go off and say, I don't know what the hell you're thinking about, my God, blah, blah, blah. You know. Yeah. And obviously the kids are uh, gonna receive it like, oh God, and, and then want to go the opposite direction as far as a reaction. So you try to not be too strong in a negative way, mm-hmm. even if you might feel that. You mm-hmm. try to just sort of ride through it. You know, unless the child is coming out with something that's like really like Not a good idea, dangerous, or just Mm -hmm. wrong headed. But otherwise, you just try to ride through it and Mm -hmm. let them find themselves as long as it's reasonable stuff they're doing.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. You ready to watch The Irishman? Heck yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Dad. All right. Thank (laughs) you.
1: Business status brought to you by Initialized. Initialized invests in early stage technology companies and helps founders avoid the thousands of landmines that can cause failure. Visit initialized.com to find out more.